All right. Well, good morning, everybody. All right, much better. So welcome to South Coast Community Church. Uh, if you're tuning in, welcome at home. We're glad you're with us today. Uh, I'm Jamie. I am the associate pastor here, and uh, we just, we're glad you're with us. We really are. Um, lots going on, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of move quickly here, and uh, apparently Pastor Brian has a mar marathon sermon for us this morning, so, um, you know, I, I don't want to get in the way of that, so. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit very quickly about, you know, um, the sovereignty of God. I think there's been a lot of um, things lately that have happened, obviously, in our nation and around the world that have sort of caused a lot of people to question, you know, why would God allow this to happen or why would God allow that to happen? And uh, I think what happens in all of that is, is it causes us to question who he is rather than who we are. And what we have to look at is, is as a people, uh, our curse that we're born under, the innate sin nature that we have, is really the root cause of most of the things that we're up against, if you, if you think about it. And so, yeah, does God allow a lot of these things to happen? Sure he does. But as we know in Romans 8, 28, it says that he works all things out for good. He works all things out for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And then in that process, it also goes on to say that through these difficulties and these challenges that we face, he's actually transforming his people to the likeness of Jesus Christ. The point is, is that through, through these processes and challenges that life present us, sanctification is happening. So rather than saying, why me, we should be saying things like, why not me? You know, and it's, it's, it's not what if this happens, it's even if that happens. Our language needs to change when we start to understand the, the sort of temper, the temporary nature of this existence. You know, so with the whole COVID pandemic or, or a political election and all the corruption that we see around us, we should be able to sort of be still in the peace and knowing that our God is in full control. Amen? And I think a lot of times that's our hang-up. That's where a lot of our anxieties and our fears and our worries come from. Rather than navigating, okay, God, what are you doing? What are you allowing? And who am I in light of those things? And I think that we really do need to get back to that. We really do need to understand that we're not in control, and that's a really good thing. We think we are, and all the messes around us are man typically trying to, to be in control. We see it in the garden, right? The first thing was is, is that the, the, the enemy tempts, you know, Adam and Eve. He tempts them with the opportunity to be like God. And man has ever since wanted to be him. So this morning, I'm just going to ask you to stand. Actually, no, we have a video for us, correct? All right, let's watch the video.
stand, please, and pray before we worship the Lord. Father, today, help us to really focus on the fact that we are not and do not need to be in control. Lord, that as, as Jesus taught us to pray, thy will be done on earth and in heaven. Father, we trust you with the end results, with the ter- temporary situations and circumstances that surround us, Lord. And so, Father, help us to remember and identify our role, Lord. It's just to honor you, to glorify you, to be and to make disciples of Jesus. And, Lord, you handle the details. We can't force things, God, outside of your will. We can't make things happen that are against your will, Lord, because, Lord, you're in control. Thank you for that, God. Today, God, there will be many people tuning in here at South Coast and throughout the nation and the world, Lord, to other churches. Father, there will be people attending in person. Lord, I pray that your word would go forward and accomplish what it was meant to accomplish. And, Lord, that we would get out of the way. Father, that we wouldn't make uh, exceptions, Lord, or have preconceived notions that would stop us from fully enjoying you in a life in Jesus Christ. God, change us here now. Change our communities, change our homes, our workplaces, God. Help us, Lord, to be the men and the women, the people, God, that you've created us to be. Now more than ever, this world needs your church to rise up, to shine its light, and to love people back to life. Help us, God, to now stand in the gap for you. We love you, Lord. I pray now we worship you in spirit and truth that something new would happen here today, God, for someone or all of us. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Morning, church. Um, I just want to read this passage. It's Isaiah 55, 6. Uh, and it, it does speak on God's sovereignty. And, and as I was sharing with the, the team this week, um, the thing that I struggle with at times because life can get in our way, we can lose that sense of awe of who God is and that he is in control. As Pastor was saying, he's, he's sovereign. Um, the passage says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the, let the wicked forsake his way, and that meaning the wicked's way, not God's way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and we, he will have compassion upon him. And to, our, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, and I believe that you are my fortress, and you are my portion, and you are my hiding place. 
And I believe that you are yes, Lord. Through every heartbreak Through every circumstance And I believe that you are my fortress And you are my portion And you are my hiding place And I believe you are the way the truth and the life and I believe you are the way and the truth and the life and I believe through every blessing and through every promise and through every breath I take I believe yes, you, are. you are provider, and you are protector, and you are the one I love, and I believe you are the way, and the truth, the life, and I believe you are the way the truth and the life and I believe you are it's new horizon and I'm set on you and you meet me here today the mercies that I knew all my fears and doubts they can all come to because they can't stay long when I'm here with you, it's a new horizon, and I'm set on you, and you meet me here today, the mercies that I knew, all my fears and doubts, they can all come to, because they can't stay long, when I believe you are the way, yes, God. He the is. truth, the life, and I believe you are the way, the truth, the life, again, and I believe you are the way, the truth, the life. The truth, the life, we believe you are. Yes, God. Man, this next song, um, it's, it's probably going to be new to the congregation. Um, it's, it's Psalm 34. And it says that he sought the Lord and he answered me. And he delivered me from every fear. And then the uh, passage in the third verse, I'm sure we all have said it. We've all, or sorry, I shouldn't say all, but we've, we've probably heard this verse. And it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
And that goes along with that understanding of that he is higher than us. You know, he is sovereign. He is our God. There's nothing that he can't do. Mm. Amen. And he deserves our praise. And this song says, just to magnify the Lord, come exalt his name. Come together and glorify him. Amen. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from every fear those who look on him are radiant they'll never be ashamed they'll never be ashamed this poor man, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard me and saved me from my enemies. The Son of God surrounds his saints, he will deliver them. He will deliver them. So magnify, magnify the Lord with me. Come exalt and come exalt his name together. Glorify the Lord with me and come exalt. Exalt his name forever. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, blessed is he who hides in him. Oh, fear the Lord. All you saints. Give you everything. He'll give you everything. Magnify. So magnify the Lord. Yes, God. With me. Come exalt. And come exalt. Exalt his name. Together. Glorify. Glorify the Lord with me. his name forever. Yes, let's bless the Lord. May our lives be a, a sense of an incense to his nostrils. Amen. Let us bless the Lord every day and night. Never-ending praise, may our incense rise. Let us bless the Lord every day and night. Never-ending praise, 
I apologize, but we switched the song the last minute. Um, it's Lord, I Need You. Um, it says every hour we need him. Amen. Um, as I was saying before, as life gets in our way and we're distracted at least for me, when I forget who he is and who I am in him, he is still there. He never changes. He is our righteousness, as the song says. So sing to him, the Lord our God, we need him every day, every hour.
Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. Where you are, and where you are, Lord, I am free in holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour. Every hour. I need you. You're my one defense. My righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. So teach me, God. So teach my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way. When temptation comes my way. When I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Yes, Jesus. Cause Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour. Every hour. I need you. You're my one defense. My righteousness. in each of our lives. And so have your way in this place, in our spirits, with this word, God. May your power and your presence change everything for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Well, we began last week by looking at being more intentional with our, with our daily walk with Jesus by, by putting a little more focus. We, we quoted Francis Chan who said, we never grow closer to God when we just live, that it takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. So we need to be focused, we need to be aware, we need to be conscious. If we just sort of sit back and, and, and allow the default to take place, if we sort of hit autopilot and respond simply to what happens to us, 
That's not the, the way of a life of a Christian. And so we looked at the words of Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn fr- from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. So we, we reiterated last week that step one is, to com- is coming to Jesus in our lives, is resting in him, and then we are to daily learn from him. And if we're doing that, then we should be becoming more and more like him, described here as gentle and lowly in heart. The Greek word uh, for gentle here occurs three other times in the New Testament. The first is in the Beatitudes when it says the meek will inherit the earth. It's that word. In the prophecy of Matthew 21.5 that Jesus the king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey. And then in Peter's encouragement to wives to nurture more than anything else the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable, the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. I was just going to say how beautiful of a sentence that was, and I messed it up, so I'm going to say it again. But think of what a beautiful expression. The hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So it's meek. It's not harsh. It's not reactionary. It's not easily exasperated. And the meaning of the word lowly together with the word gentle is communicating a single reality about the heart of Jesus. Generally translated humble in the New Testament, such as in James 4, 6, when it tells us God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Gentle. Humble. So that means that as we submit and surrender our lives to Jesus... Step one, and as we take his yoke upon us, which means that we're learning from him, which means that we're allowing him to control things, as we do that, is gentleness increasing in our lives? Is humility increasing in our lives? And gentleness, we know, is a fruit of the Spirit. And church, it's less about us trying to do more certain things, though it involves us doing certain things. But it's less about our actions and more about our cooperation. It's more about our dependence. It's more about us submitting ourselves to him to allow these things to be made manifest in our lives. Christ in us and Christ through us. And that only happens if we take his yoke. That only happens, you know, we like the notion of rest in him, and we, you know, we like, we like that. It's like, sounds like a vacation kind of, right? Like, oh, we can rest in Jesus. But, but are we taking his yoke? Are we allowing him to guide us? Are we submitting to his authority? Because I think we want to live in a way that honors God, and I think we want to live in a way that's salt and light to those around us. I'm sure that we want to shine the truth of Christ with boldness and his power and his presence and work in the world. And so this morning we're going to continue our journey together looking at what does it look like to have a life spent with walking with Jesus. And here's the key. And learning from him. Learning from Jesus. Walking with him and and, and listening to him and have an intentional intentional submission to what he has for us. Because 
You know, you can, you, can call, you can call somebody, you can call a friend, you can talk to somebody, and you can say, I'm going to follow you. You know, I want to, whatever you tell me, to, and I get this in recovery all the time, people call, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Oh, okay, all right. Well, here, here's what I think to start with. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's right, and people do it all the time, and I just go, you know how many times I've had this conversation? You know how many times God has had that conversation with me? When I've said, all right, Lord, I'm done, I surrender, I give up, you tell me what to do. And he goes, all right, well, step one. And then I go, well, well, wait a minute. I mean, that's not really what I meant. I was, you know, I kind of meant if we could come together, maybe we could negotiate a middle ground. You know, I'll do this, Lord, and then you do this, and then everybody will be good. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not what this is. That's not submission to my yoke. That's you trying to get me to submit. Your yoke, and remember, you are a disaster. You have the potential to be a disaster.